Welcome to Small Talks, where we have small talks about a big God. I'm Crystal Walker. Let's talk. Nearly 60 million Americans have been affected by identity theft. I read one story about a guy whose identity was stolen. He and his wife were getting ready to buy their first home. They realized that they did not have any money in the bank because someone had gotten a hold of his private information and credit cards and built up a tremendous amount of debt in his name. He and his wife became homeless. As I read more stories about identity theft, I saw in most cases, people really didn't know they were victims until they tried to access something they once had and it wasn't there anymore. It was gone. The money they thought they had wasn't there. Maybe the good credit they thought they had was gone because someone had maxed out all of their credit cards. Well, in the last devotional, we established that we are a child of God and our identity is found in Him. But is it possible that you've gone looking for something you know you have in Christ and you can't seem to find it? Maybe lately you've been searching for joy you can't find it anywhere in your life right now? Have you gone looking for peace and you can't seem to access it? What about patience? Have you been searching for significance or purpose in your life? Maybe you lost those pieces of your identity in Christ, like your joy, your peace, your purpose, because you have allowed other things to define you. It is possible that the enemy who comes to kill, steal, and destroy has tampered with pieces of your identity in Christ. Anyone who has been a victim of identity theft in the past probably has some type of identity theft protection today. Well, today I want to talk about three forms of protection against three common strategies the enemy uses to steal our identity. One common way is through your successes in life, your accomplishments. It is so easy to let your accomplishments define you, and I'm pretty sure you all have accomplished some pretty amazing things. Some of you all are business owners, and you have a couple degrees under your belt. If you're a student, maybe you're not just any type of student, you're an honor student. Some of you guys have raised some amazing kids that are making you proud, and all of that is great. That's amazing. But what is not great is when you let those things define who you are. See, your accomplishments in life, the best they can do is describe you, not define you. So how do you protect yourself against success becoming your identity? I believe by cultivating your dependency on God will protect you against this. You have to remind yourself constantly that you are successful, not by your own strength, giftedness or talent but by God's grace you have to remember that no good or perfect gift comes from anywhere else but God's hand and apart from him you are nothing in doing this your success will constantly point you to your need for God's wisdom and strength James 1 7 says every good and perfect gift is from above coming down from the father of the heavenly lights who does not change like shifting shadows so we can anchor our ourselves not in the gift but in the gift giver who does not change so when things are going great God is good and even when the valley hits God is still good another strategy the enemy may use to rob you of your identity is the society the culture we live in we live in the world but God calls us not to take on their values and belief systems all throughout the Bible you can see God trying to teach his people to be set apart and different from the world the world says hate your enemy but God says love them the culture says sex outside of marriage is not a big deal but God says it is so what's the protection against this it's pretty simple knowing 
God's word. Romans 12, 2 says, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Paul says, the way you guard yourself from conforming to the world is by renewing your mind with God's word and letting it change you, letting it transform you. Satan loves a malnourished Christian. He knows that if you don't have the word of God in you, then that means you are being governed by the culture and society. So the enemy may try to use the society to define you, your successes, and lastly, he may try to use your past sins to define you. But here's the good news, you are not what you did or you are not what happened to you. Once you confess your sins and receive forgiveness from God, you can move forward. Now that does not eliminate the consequences you may face because of your wrongdoing, but know that grace and mercy has been applied. You are certainly not getting what you deserve. See, when you let your past dictate your future, then your past has more power over you than the grace of God. Paul, the apostle, had a pretty rough past. He persecuted Christians. He killed those who believed in Jesus. He definitely had a past that could have defined him. But Paul came to a resolve about his past. In Philippians 3, starting at 13b, but one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind and reaching forward to what lies ahead, I press on toward the goal of the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. The enemy wants your past to defeat you because he does not want you to grab hold of the future God has for you. God, we confess that there are times that we have allowed the enemy to steal our identity. May we align ourselves with your truth and anchor our identity in you and only you. In Jesus' name, amen.